Today, I'm joined by Tara, the boss babe of popular rave clothing company, Tasteful Girl, to chat about turning her passion for music festivals and fashion from a side hustle into a dream job. But the road to success wasn't straight and narrow. To Tara's point, there are no overnight successes and aspiring entrepreneurs need a lot of grit and dedication to turn an idea into a successful business. This episode is jam-packed with inspiring messages, so grab a snack and settle in for the ride. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for being here Guys, I got to address the elephant in the room. I am recording here at my parents' house in my old bedroom from high school. So if things sound a little different, I'm on a different microphone. I'm in a different setting. And I've got a couple updates for you guys before we jump into this week's episode, which we do have an incredible episode with Tara, the owner of Tasteful Girl, that I cannot wait to share with you guys. But first, uh, quickly, a personal update. So what's been going on? It's been a crazy week to say the least. So in New Jersey on last Tuesday, there was a massive hurricane that blew up the East Coast and we lost power in our apartment. And I'm currently recording this on Saturday, August 8th. I still do not have power in my apartment. We have no idea when it's going to come back. They're saying possibly by next Tuesday. So that would be a full week without power, which Has not been ideal, to say the least, but I am now at my parents' house borrowing their Wi-Fi, charging everything, and I'm still churning out the content, baby, so I don't want you guys to go without an episode or anything like that. Okay, second crazy shit that happened last week. So last Sunday, I was feeling a little off, nothing crazy. I just had like a little bit of a sore throat, a headache, didn't think anything of it. Um, And then later at night, I took my temperature and it was 99.1, which is high for me. I'm usually like 97, you know, and obviously with everything going on in the world, I was like, shit, you know, that's not really the best scenario. So the next day, Monday, same sort of feeling, same temperature. So I was like, you know what? I'm a paranoid person. I'm just going to go get a COVID test and hopefully everything will be okay. So I went and did that. The place was so nice. Everybody was really great. And of course I was a little bit nervous. Um, I just had a gut feeling. I don't know why. I was like, I feel like I'm It's going to be positive. So two days later, power goes out in my house, everything like that. I go to get in my car to drive to my parents' house, which obviously my parents are over 60. So I want to be very careful with how much I'm around them and things like that. And not for nothing, I've been extremely careful about like the coronavirus and things like that up until this point. I've been pretty vocal about the fact that I've been really doing nothing. So anyway, I get a call from the doctor's office telling me that I tested positive for COVID, which not the news you want to get. I like pulled my car over and started like hysterically crying because I was like, well, what the fuck do I do now? I don't want to go over to my parents' house. Do I just go back and sit in my apartment with no power? I had to tell everybody I was with in the last two weeks. My fiance had to leave work and come home and it was just a hot mess. So anybody who's gone through that situation, I completely feel for you. Cut to Thursday night. It's like 9.30 p.m. Me and Brian are like on my bed watching a video on my laptop until it dies. And I get a call and it's my doctor profusely 
apologizing, basically saying there was an error with the batch of results that I was in and the lab messed up and I actually am negative. So they told me I was positive and I was actually tested negative for COVID, which obviously I was incredibly relieved. Brian and I were like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. But at the same time, like that could really mess somebody's life up. So I was in complete and utter shock. And it just makes you start to feel like you're crazy because I was like, I really didn't think my symptoms were that bad. So that's a bad sign because then you can really like COVID could be anything. So I was extremely relieved, told work, told all my friends. I still went to go get a rapid test and that came back negative as well. So now I feel much better. My fiance could go back to work and, you know, life has returned to somewhat normal. Um, So that's where my head's been at. It's been extremely stressful. I've been trying to get work done, but really like a lot is out of my hands at this point and I was dealing with that. So um, yeah, I feel very much like out of my routine right now and I'm just waiting for things to get back to, to normal and hopefully the power will go on soon. And then on top of that, uh, the muffler in my car basically like fell off while I was driving home to my parents' house. So I have to like, you know, get my car fixed and it's got so many issues. So anyway, we're thriving, (laughs) but I just wanted to give you guys all those updates so you know where my head is at right now. Um, But anyway, I'm still really excited to be recording this episode and to get this interview out to you guys. Thank you so much for listening to that whole long rant. Um, We're doing fine. We're healthy and that's all that matters. Uh, I hope the same for all of you guys. I hope you're staying safe out there. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. If you guys are new here, welcome to to Rave Culture Cast. Normally, I don't talk about things like this, but I, I do want to share a little bit about my life with you guys. Yeah, and thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. If you guys could rate and review on iTunes, um, subscribe over on my YouTube channel. It's just under my name, Emma Capotis. You guys can watch the episodes and interviews over there. Um, and I have tons of other videos related to EDM and music festivals. Um, for those of you who just bought EDC tickets, I have an entire EDC Las Vegas playlist with over 60 videos videos to help you guys get prepared for EDC. So go check that out. Go subscribe. Um, You can also follow along with us on Twitter and Instagram at RaveCultureCast and at Emma Capotis. And lastly, screenshot this and make it your story today. That would be a huge help. Tag our Instagram handle in it. Uh, Send a link out to a friend and do all the things. So that's the main updates for you guys. Um, Lastly, we have a Facebook group. So if you guys aren't already a part of it, we just hit 300 members, which is so exciting. I don't even know if we've had it that long, maybe a month. I'm not sure. But if you guys want to chat with other people about the episodes or about anything rave and music festival related, this is the group for you. Um, There's so many incredible conversations going on over there. There's a lot of EDC talk happening right now. So if you guys need like a group to go to EDC with, or you're looking for other solo ravers, definitely join the Facebook group. It's called Rave Culture Cast Community. There will be a link in this episode if you want to check it out. And yeah, you guys will also get the first access to things like family Zoom calls, different announcements, other exciting things that are going to be dropping soon. So those are all the perks that come with the Facebook group. Anyway, lastly, I want to get into our listener of the week, which is a segment I do at the beginning of every episode, highlighting one of our listeners. Uh, You guys send in submissions for this. So definitely send me an email to raveculturecast at gmail.com if you want me to shout somebody out. 
So this week we got a message from Brianna. It says, good morning, Emma. First of all, I just want to say how much I appreciate you as a person with all the love and positivity that you give to this community. Thank you so much. Okay, for my listener of the week, I would like to nominate my boyfriend, Lewis. He is my best friend, my rave family, my center of happiness, and just simply my everything. We first went together to our first rave, which was Izu 2017. The moment we got there till the last days and hours of us being there, we were so in love with this community, music, and lifestyle. Lewis is my ride or die. He has always been there for me through the bad, the good, and everything in between. Lewis is very go with the flow, chill guy, and just all around a great vibe to be around. So I just want to say thank you, Lewis, for being my rock and to making more memories to come. Peace, love, unity, and respect. Have a great day and be safe, everybody. And that's from Brianna. That was so beautiful and lovely. What a good note to start this episode on. Shout out Lewis for being our listener of the week and Brianna um, for nominating him. It sounds like you guys have an incredible relationship and we love, you know, rave bass. So congrats to you guys for finding love. I think that's so beautiful. And thank you so much for submitting um, a listener of the week nomination, you guys. I hope you all have an awesome week. And what else do I have? Um, really quickly, you guys, because of the situation that's happening, I ended up switching the order of episodes. So this week was actually going to be the craziest festival story episode, but I'm going to record that next week. So you have one more week to submit stories to that if you wanted to. So this episode is all about your craziest festival stories. So whether you were a part of something, you witnessed something happen, something happened around you or you were involved in it, I want to hear about the craziest shit that you've ever seen, done, heard at a festival. Email your stories to raveculturecast at gmail.com within the next few days and I will be finally recording that episode this weekend. So it's finally going to happen. All right, I'm going to do a quick intro here to Tara, you guys, and then we're going to roll right into this interview. So I am so excited to have Tara on today. I have been a massive fan of the brand Tasteful Girl for a while. I just personally think she makes the cutest clothes. I always love the collections that she comes out with. And um, we've worked together a little bit, and it's just been a really pleasant relationship. So I wanted to get to know Tara better, and I wanted to hear the story behind her business because she always seems so positive and hardworking. And I know she works with her mom as well. So it's a mother daughter business. And honestly, she is so inspiring and her work ethic is very admirable. And you guys are going to hear all of that coming out in today's episode. My dog Leo was just scratching at the door if you guys heard that in the background. So now he's laying next to me. This is a shit show. (laughs) I'm just saying like, this is so out of my comfort zone and so many things are happening, but it's fine. We're going to roll with the punches, guys. Okay, back to Tara. You guys are going to hear her story. You're going to hear about how she built her brand and everything in between. Her hustle is unreal. So again, if you guys are like aspiring entrepreneurs or you just you need some motivation right now, I know everyone's feeling a little out of whack. This is going to be the episode for you. Tara and I, this was our first like real conversation face to face. So we discovered we have so much in common. We're very similar. We're both Pisces. We have a very similar work ethic. Um, So that was just really cool. And we're both very spiritual. So any of you guys who are into astrology um, or who are spiritual, we're going to talk a little bit about that at the end of the episode. So that will be coming as well. I think that's all I have. Um, Please go give her a follow. Show her some love and support. Tell her you found her through Rave Culture Cast. Um, Her Instagram handle is at tastefulgirls. And her website is thetastefulgirl.com. And just to be clear, I know people get this confused all the time. Her 
company name is Tasteful Girl. It's just her Instagram handle is at Tasteful Girls. So I know that can be a little bit confusing. But anyway, go show her love and support. And without further ado, please welcome to the podcast, Tara. No, so I want to start off everything, obviously, welcoming you to the podcast. So excited to have you here. To get started, just for anybody who isn't familiar with you personally, uh, I would love to just do a quick intro on you. So could you just say who you are, where you're from, what you do, and then we'll take it from there after that. (laughs) Um, My name is Tara, and I live in Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah, and I run and own the brand Tasteful Girl. Ooh, awesome. And then you, when did you first get involved in like the rave music festival community? Because I don't think I fully know your story. <laughs> so I, my first rave was in 2014. So it was a while back and I've been going to all of the shows here in Utah ever since then. And then um, I've been to EDC five years in a row, but I, I actually nice. haven't any other like big festivals. I really want to, but Mm-hmm. As the business picked up, I just ran out of time. So yeah, I had that idea quite a while back. And then it was about two years ago when we really started to do it like full-fledged. So mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I saw your, um, I know you just posted your first YouTube video and you did uh-huh. <laughs> you did a and a And I was like, oh, wow, I've always wanted to go to DOS Energy. And I've heard such good things about it. Yeah. And it seems like it's grown throughout the year. So have you been back or did you just go to the first one? So I go every single year. That was actually my very first rave. And then it has grown. Like it's insane how much they've grown. Even just like the team here has grown so much. Mm -hmm. But Joss is just like the best festival here. It's indoor and outdoor. And it's just the best vibes. You're out on the salt flats when the sun sets. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. And if you ever get the chance to come, I always, I like made a few (laughs) friends in Texas this summer and I was like begging them to come out. So if you you have to. (laughs) I would love it. Yeah. I was going to say, it seems like, because I have some friends out in Salt Lake City, it seems like there's a little bit of a scene there. Like, do you have a group of friends that like typically like to go to these shows with you or people come out of state? Um, I used to, I used to be in like a super big rave fam, but like just as have gone on, we've kind of split up and like gone our own ways, which is Mm -hmm. bad. I am trying to make like more friends and stuff out of state and like make sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And get other, have other friends to go with. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so I want to talk about obviously tasteful girl and just to do a quick intro to you. um, I'm familiar a little bit with your background, but um, can you just talk about the beginnings? Like what was your inspiration for it? Why did you want to start the company? And then sort of like what has been your journey since you started up until now? Okay. So I would say my inspiration to start it was I went to my first rave and I like in high school and growing up, I was like always the weird kid. Like I loved makeup and fashion from a super young age mm-hmm. and I didn't really fit in. And then when I went to my first rave, I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is where you can be whoever you want to be mm-hmm. and it's not judged. And also at the time, like the rave fashion wasn't, I think it's evolved so much and I think it's yeah. awesome, but it wasn't like necessarily what I, even back then, like when I yeah. went to raves, I would just wear like a tank top and shorts. Yeah. But I had a vision for bringing um, more of like a high fashion, high end way of things to 
the rave mm-hmm. fashion scene, if that makes sense. Yep. And so that was really like my inspiration and just bringing funky pieces that nobody's ever seen and fashion forward pieces. Sure. And um, yeah, that's, that, that was my inspiration to start. And it's been, it, it took a really long time for it to grow and become what it is today. And I'm still mm-hmm. like nowhere near where I want to be, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been a journey. No, it's been crazy. I mean, I think it kind of follows just like the EDM scene growing and like festivals exploding too. Like you, of course, yeah, we've, we all started somewhere with our outfits and like, <laughs> it's, it's been interesting to say the least. But yeah, I mean, I think there's just more inspiration out there too. So it's really cool to see like the festival community like exploding and especially, um, you know, festival clothing shops as well. Like I have to say for everybody listening, like, there's just something about your collections that like every time you do a drop, I'm like, you just nail the aesthetic. I love every piece you do. I always want to buy everything on your site. I just, I love it. No one's paying me to say this. I just had to say that. (laughs) So much me because it it really is like my art in a way, Mm -hmm. like the everything from like, I take all of our photos. I edit all of them. Like I do it all myself. Wow. Okay my art so that means a lot to me so thank you yeah no I think I think it's just so much fun and like I I, I know you mentioned in your video um you know there's so much more than just like what the typical rave outfits used to be like with the rave bras and things like that like now it's getting a little bit girlier and people are wearing skirts or maybe they're wearing like a dress and it's Uh just like evolved so much evolving and I think it's cool that it's like becoming more normalized Mm-hmm. To like go to festivals and trades because I remember like in high school half the people that used to like you you rave or like they would be yeah happy, you know like yeah go to raves now yeah <laughs> like, I, I exactly yeah <laughs> but it's awesome because it gives like everybody room to blossom and grow so mm-hmm. for sure and I do I want to talk a little bit more about like your lines and everything specifically but before I get there I also wanted to mention you you work with your mom as well right can you talk a little bit about you know, I, I heard you got a new office. Like, where is your company at, like, right now? And who do you work with? Like, what does a uh, work day look like for you? So, yeah, we just barely got an office. And it was really, really exciting because at the time, we were doing everything out of my mom's house. And her sewing mm-hmm. room was super small. And we were just, like, bursting at the seams with, like, it was just, we were cram-packed. And it sure. was, like, uninspiring and I luckily found this office space and it's like was super affordable and like what I was looking for so I feel so blessed but um yeah so I me and my mom both look for fabric source fabrics together design together and then she's our only seamstress wow and her right now so wow it's fun we we've learned like how each other work and like how like mm-hmm. how we work together and how we do everything together. So it's sure. really That's so cool. I was, I was going to say moms are like elevated. Like my mom used to sew my like Halloween costumes when I was a kid. And I feel like she has so many skills that I do not have. <laughs> I wish oh, I did. I'm patient. I like, <laughs> True. Tried, there's been like different occasions where she's tried to teach me how to sew since I was little. And I just am such, I'm like a go, 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 like fast. Okay. Yeah. Being like, I just appreciate her so much because it, it, it's so much more work than people realize. It's so much mm-hmm. more tedious and I, I don't have the patience for it. Right, right. <laughs> I bet. So do you, do you have like a typical day? Like what would a day in your life look like right now? So I would say it really just depends on the day. If it's like more regular, 
I come in and I like, I work on most of like the creative stuff, the website, taking content, photos, setting up photo shoots, um, mm-hmm. designing, sourcing fabric. Um, right now it's actually pretty crazy because we released those bikinis and right. they were such a good price. We did really well. And so as of the past few days and for the next few days, I've been cutting for my mom to help her get orders out. So okay. that's well, all I've been doing. For it. So it just really depends. Um, like sure. when it was EDC, it was insane. And it was just a new thing every single day. I can't even imagine. Yeah. But it's so fun. Like I get to right. work on my dreams every day. So like, even if it's hard, it's always fun. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And did you like going back to when you first started this, like, did you go all in at the beginning or were you still like working a job and doing this on the side? So it was completely on the side for like, okay. The first. That's why we say we really started like year and a half, two years ago, because mm-hmm. there was like three years. Like I had this idea when I was 19 years old and I'm proud of it. I had it a while ago and I had made business cards and we even wore like the first outfits to EDC in 2014 or okay. 2015. But um, I had a job the entire time and <laughs> it was a year and a half ago that I decided to quit my job and I became a server so that I could work on Tasteful Girl during the day and then I would okay. serve at night. And that's what like pushed it forward because I was giving it the time that it needed. Sure, sure. That's really good to hear though. I mean, I don't think people realize like, cause you said one thing and I wanted to highlight it in your Q and a video, you said like, this isn't an overnight success. Like people will see it on the outside and just like, think you got here so quickly, but I want to stress like how long and how much work goes into it and how much work you've put into it. Like that's six years. That's so yeah. long. <laughs> well, it's, it's so long. You're not an overnight success. And it's like crazy. Like when you do start to do good and like people finally start to like notice you it's like Mm -hmm. it's like they don't I feel like they don't see like that hey this took a really really long time you know what I mean right right like in my friends is if you want to start something start and just have like grit and don't give up that's like Mm -hmm. the biggest thing with making anything work I feel like is just not quitting like when I decided I'm gonna do it until the day I die, like tasteful world until the day I die. And I feel like, yeah. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. What do you have any like big lessons that you learned along the way or like any moments that stand out to you that were like challenging and you're glad you like got over them? Um, I would say like probably like COVID. I think it's just like shown us that whatever curveballs get thrown at us, like we can figure mm-hmm. it out and we'll make it work. You know what I mean? Sure. And just like, always like being innovative and thinking of new ways that you can expand your business if things aren't going as planned you know what I mean mm-hmm. and yeah yeah anything I can't I'm sure that I have I have millions of problems I just can't think <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like it shows you how you got here like <clears throat> obviously it didn't happen overnight so it just shows the work ethic and like the time commitment that it's going to take so if anybody's listening that wants to do something like it's not just going to happen like you really have to consider like are you going to go all in which I'm sure this affects all aspects of your life too right like you spend oh, yeah. the most of your time doing this yeah it's almost like I sometimes like need to stop working like I'm trying to figure out how to like have a better work life balance and like not constantly because like even if I'm not working I feel like I'm constantly like thinking about it you know what I mean yeah yeah 
skill at that too, just because you are a content creator and you do YouTube and podcasts. And so I'm sure you. Same are, thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I love it. So at the same time, I'm like, it's my passion. I'm passionate about it. So. Right. Right. And I think that's like, some people might not get that too. Cause I'm sure like, as you know, you grow in your career, like you said, when you enjoy it, the time flies and you realize it's like 10 o'clock at night and you're still working on something, but you like it. So it doesn't feel like work. You like want to do it. <laughs> Almost like if you think about it, like living your dream life, because you want like your work to feel like every, like not like you're working. You sure. know what I mean? So. Yep. Yep. I know for sure. And I wanted to go back to, um, I know you're doing like a swim line now, but were you preparing to do something like that? Or were you able to just pivot? Cause I know you have like active wear now, and then you're like upcycling some of the materials and like the bathing suits came out amazing. Not surprised at all. <laughs> um, it was my mom's idea to, um, just kind of work. Cause I just barely ordered a ton of new fabrics for new stuff. And like sitting on all this old fabric so my mom was like let's just put it into some little stringy bikinis and mm -hmm. we did it pretty fast yeah. um, and then the the track suits that we released so we did the workout sets and then the track suits that we released I had wanted to do those for forever like a branded okay. track suit I just we never had the time so that's it's also been cool with everything going on just to have the time to try out new things and like see oh hey this works or this doesn't work and just trying out you know what I mean right right yep. yeah I think it's helpful too for people because like so many people my whole closet like things I've been buying recently like I was just buying so many rave clothes and not real clothes and now like I, I still have fun and I dress up with them but if I could have something that can translate into every day then like that'd be even better <laughs> yes and that's like where I'm going to kind of start going with, like, I want to do, like, some festival pieces here and there, because there are still girls who are, like you said, buying, like, mm -hmm. festival outfits here and there, um, yeah. but I also want to start doing, like, more funky prints, but, like, doing skirts that you can wear in everyday life, or you can wear it to a rave, you know what I mean? So that's, right, like, right, right. I'm going to go, like, towards this fall. Cool. Yeah. So just in general, like how do you approach a collection? Like even with some of the last ones you launched, like what's the whole process like from start and finish to launching a new collection? Um, so when we do a big collection, I would say one of the biggest things that I all, that always helps me like find out the pieces and start getting ideas is I always try to think of every type of girl and that really helps me. So like I think, okay, we have the girly girl, we have the natural, like, boho girl, we have the baddie, we have, right. you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. take different personalities, and we try to make sure that we have a piece for every type of personality. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I would say we always, we'll bring back, like, our best-selling cuts and stuff, but I would say that we always try to innovate and do different, like, top styles or different sure. things done before and then yeah after we like start kind of finding the fabrics and doing some of the pieces then I'll start to creatively like plan out like the story and the photo shoot and all of that okay yeah, yeah. that's got to be a whole process too right like even just doing the photo shoots alone oh the photo shoots are so much work <laughs> yeah, <I bet. laughs> I've always said like people think that photo shoots and stuff like that is some glamorous thing and they're like it's actually like the hardest the hardest part <laughs> really just everything from like casting to like setting it up pretty much yeah and it's just 
it's just really stressful because you know that like for example sugar spice and everything nice I think we had like 40 pieces yeah five models and you have to hurry and change them you have to remember how you're styling each outfit you have to make sure you get a shot of everything Mm -hmm. and then that it's editing 5,000 plus pictures so and you're doing all this by yourself with your mom um yes so my mom obviously produces the collection and then I have found like I've had photographers and stuff I'm just so picky with my aesthetic okay yep (laughs) decided I'm just like okay I'm doing it I'll take the photos and I'll edit them just so that I know that they'll turn out how I want them right 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 yeah it's it's so funny like just getting just talking to you now like you can tell how much of like a go-getter you are and like what your work ethic is but I was going to ask you like when you were describing the different like thinking about different types of people who would be like wearing the outfits that's such a smart way to think about it it's like my background's in graphic design and it's similar to like doing an app design like you're supposed to come up with personas of like and you're supposed to build them out and show exactly like who they are, where do they live, like what are they into, what are their hobbies. It's like the same thing. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah. I did design. Me? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's my um I that was my undergrad degree and like that's what my full-time job is. It's more digital design now and this is just on the side. Such a fun world. My mom actually went to school for that, but she Okay she likes sewing better but I I love that whole world and like I've been trying to teach myself more in like photoshop and yeah I was gonna ask you yeah like what's your background in because I feel like you kind of you wear so many hats like it's kind of marketing but then you're really creative as well and then you have to be business-minded as like where did you did you have a mentor did where did you learn all this (laughs) no I I didn't go to college um but I'm self-taught I would say it came from me so I worked for four years right out of high school at this clothing company called Modbod and it's like a Mormon like layering piece company but it was fashion and I started out in customer service and then I it was a small smaller business and I was really close with the owner um but then I worked my way up to doing all their social media and doing their email marketing and right I mean, everything that I did, though, I was self-taught. I just honestly, like trial and error, just would figure out how to design emails. I That's how I learned how to run an online store was okay. um, through that job. So, yeah, I, I tell anyone, like, college is great and, like, totally go to college. But I think that experience is really, really valuable and important, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, for sure. I totally, I totally agree, especially now when, like, so many people can just – build their own jobs or like dream jobs I think you learn more on the job than you do in school at the end of the day exactly. well and nowadays there's YouTube there's Skillshare there's there's so many different ways that you can like if you want to start a business I'm always like do it like figure it out like if you just right. you know, on your own you're 10 times more likely to like be good at it you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. if you make a mistake you're gonna remember that and like just be better at it the next time you do it. Right. And your background with customer service is probably very helpful for you as well. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's honestly so helpful. And that's been one of the biggest things with Tasteful Girl is knowing how to, like, if they're obviously, we're not perfect. There's going to be issues sometimes and just mm-hmm. knowing how to like make a situation better and right. how to talk to customers through email and stuff. Cause I, I feel like it's a hard thing with small businesses. I feel like I have heard that they're, 
they don't know customer service. So like, I'm, I'm very grateful for that background. It definitely has helped. I bet. Well, cause it's like, when you hear how much work it is, I mean, even just mentioning social media on its own, like completely forgot about that. Like on top of everything else you're doing, then you have to like grow a social media presence, which is like a full-time job in itself. <laughs> it, yeah. It's definitely stressful. But what do you do for like, what do you do outside of this? Like, what is your like winding down time? That's like not work related. <laughs> I would say my hobby right now well it's always kind of been a hobby but it's like cooking and I even started like a food Instagram but I'm not gonna like share it until I like <laughs> grow it a little bit but I, I just love cooking I've been super into nutrition and like what foods do for your body and intuitive eating for a super long time so that's like my my second hobby oh wow okay that's so cool I love that term into it intuitive eating I feel like that's kind of what I try to follow in in like a loose yeah. way Obviously. <laughs> I've yeah. tried everything from the moon and back and I just like, like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you're only going to stick to eating healthy if you have like a healthy mindset about it. Right. hundred percent. And I, um, one thing I wanted to bring up with you because I feel like we're very similar. Are you also, you mentioned you're like very spiritual, like how does that play a role in all of this as well? It actually plays like a huge role Yeah. in like everything within our business, even from the name, like I knew it was going to come to me and it did. And um, like when we get an order, I say the person's name and I say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. I like when I post, I say a prayer to the universe. When I'm looking to design new pieces, I ask what do my customers need to see when we send out packages, we bless them before we send them. We're like, my wow. mom like that too. We're like all into the woo woo stuff. <laughs> I know. I love, I'm like literally sitting here with a crystal in my hand. <laughs> It's such a real thing, and I, I would say that, like, everything that's happened to me and within my business 100%, like, comes from my mindset and, like, manifesting. Yeah, I, no, 100%. In it. Were you always into that, or, like, when did you start to, to get into manifesting and things like that? I got into it from a super young age. I was in the seventh grade, and I, I started with everyone else with the secret, and I think when I was young, I just thought that it was, like, magic. I didn't really, like, mm -hmm. understand yeah. <laughs> like how, how it really, really works but I feel like I have I'm no expert but I have like pretty good grasp on it now but it's been a long time and I'm so grateful that I know about that you know what I mean yeah what sort of like practices do you have like do you meditate a lot like are you into crystals or is that not something I have some crystals I do like crystals I try to meditate but sometimes I'm not the best at it, mm -hmm. but I do journaling, like I do scripting. So I script out like how I want my life to be. And I say, thank you. And I say prayers. Um, I do vision boards. I, what else do I do? <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm like trying to think of like everything. I don't know. I, it's kind of just like something that's like naturally in me. I do um, affirmations. Like I have an affirmation like hanging in my office, just oh, like that's awesome. that. Yeah. Are you, well, what's your Zodiac sign? I'm just kidding. I'm Pisces. What are you? Pisces. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I was um, February 21st. Okay. I'm March 6th. So I, I really love Pisces. Like I'm like biased. I'm like Pisces are Same. the best. Hundred percent. I think like like I feel like well Pisces just in general for anybody who doesn't know if people are be clicking out if they're not into astrology I'm so sorry but um I, I just think it's so interesting and Pisces like obviously we're very like 
creative and nurturing um because we're water signs but i got into like more of like the rising sign and moon sign probably within the last year and it turns out i'm all i think i'm also a cancer and a taurus so i have like so much water energy (laughs) my boyfriend's a cancer and my mom's a taurus so like my i love those energies and those energies so good with pisces as well yeah like pisces are so like in their own dream world, which I'm sure you probably get that. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like not reality. It's just like, well, this is my dream world. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. Definitely like that. It's my brother is actually a Pisces as well. My older brother. Um, and I like didn't put two and two together because we're so different. Like when I talk about, he's not the typical Pisces. It could be, be because he's a first child. So he's a little bit more like rigid and like by the books kind of person. But they also say like, you're right. You might be more like your rising sign. So on the 4th of July, we did like, I like took my whole family and I figured out everybody's rising signs. And I think he's like a Sagittarius and it fit him so much more than a Pisces did. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I always tell people to look into their rising sign. Like mine mm-hmm. Aries. And like Pisces okay. are like very laid back and chill, and I'm like no chill. <laughs> Aries, Aries are fire, so they're like go getters, like just super fiery energy. And so I feel like that's where that totally fits me. But then I'm like so Pisces at the same time. Yeah, well, that, yeah. there you go. That's your like passion coming out of you, and like your go getter side, definitely. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so cool. So so awesome. I feel like some people don't believe in it, but I'm like I. There's just something about it where, like, the ancient Egyptians, they all followed the stars. And, like, there has to be something about, like, how the stars were when you were born. And, like, mm-hmm. just, like, when you get your astrology right, it's so accurate. It is. It's, yeah. And I've read a lot recently, or maybe, like, it's so funny. When you start paying attention to these things, then you start seeing them all the time. So, like, I talk with Vibe with Aid all the time. We're, like, super inter- into angel numbers. And I see angel numbers <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> no, literally – because I've seen I think I've seen both of you guys talk about it yeah and my mom are so into it like it's but it's crazy I've been seeing 555 a lot and 7777 okay I'll see it in like the weirdest places like I'll like look at the engagement on our post and it will be like 777 like it's just yep. so weird. and that's how you know it's like totally your angels coming through and like yeah no, I love it. I think it's so cool. And I mean, this is very personal. I feel like for anybody listening, if you, you're not into this yet, like that's totally fine. But I feel like if you get into this, it starts to become like a very personal thing. So even talking about it now, like it's fun. And I'm sure we do things that, you know, just feel good for us at the end of the day when we're alone, like meditating or whatever. Like it's for you at the end of the day. And if it makes you feel better and if it helps your business or like whatever, then at the end of the day, that's, you know, the best case scenario. So it's you can choose to believe whatever you want to believe but I personally think it's improved my life yeah, it's, it's awesome and not it's not everybody's thing but yeah do you feel like being an intuitive person like does that play a role in like your business at all yeah I would say for sure and like I've always said that like a tasteful girl is her own person and I feel like if she mm-hmm. was a person she would be like spiritual and intuitive and kind and just like a real genuine person. Yeah. 
I love that. That's so cool. Well, before I let you go here, I just have a couple more questions for you. I'm curious for anybody, like, I know it's obviously a difficult time right now with, you know, we're not sure when festivals are going to come back and things like that, but you were able to pivot with some of the new collections you're doing. But if anybody listening is like interested in starting like a rave closet or starting their own company, like, do you have any advice for people who like aspire to have a festival clothing company? Yeah, I would say I always, I said this in my YouTube video, but I always say and I tell my friends is just start and just start with what you have. Like if you want to start a rape clothing company or a rape, whatever you want to do. Like when I first started Taste Girls Instagram, like if you scroll back to the beginning for the first like year, or I wouldn't say year, it was like months that I was trying to grow the Instagram. I would just post aesthetic pictures from Pinterest. Like I didn't even have my own photos. Right, right, right. Once you are able to get product, which in my case, it was my mom, but if you start to sew outfits, just take your iPhone out. Like, don't overcomplicate it. Don't be like, I have to have a professional camera. I have to have a computer. Like, don't overcomplicate it. Just start with what you have right now. And I think Mm -hmm. that once you start that, like, in my head, like, signal universe that you're starting this and this is what you want and then the people the circumstances the things will fall on your lap not fall on your lap like you have to work hard but just starting is like yeah. the very best first step for sure yeah no exactly I think like people maybe either come up with excuses or like they think there's so many roadblocks in front of them before they even go somewhere and it's like it's not even gonna happen if you don't open the door like you just have to take the leap exactly. yeah limiting beliefs and thinking like oh, I could never do that. Or they just, they don't dream big enough. Mm -hmm. That's a good way. That's a Pisces way to say something. (laughs) What about like, if anybody wants to work with you, like as an ambassador, what are you looking for in, you know, people you choose to work with? So I'm working on relaunching the ambassador program. And I just want it to be, I want all of the girls on the website. It's originally how I had it, but I just really want to like, nail it harder on the head but I, mm-hmm. I my vision is to have all of the tasteful roles be a community and be the faces of the brand and I'm looking for um, diversity I'm looking for like people like us who are spiritual who have something that they want to share I'm looking for talent like girls that would maybe want to like hop on the string and teach someone how to shuffle or like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like I want girls to be involved not only in the brand but in the community as well Right. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And it's, it's interesting too. Like, I feel like from being on both sides of it, people also need to realize that when you work with a brand or something like that, it's not just all about like the free things or there's like an, it's not, what's, what am I trying to say? (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of people who want to be an influencer or work with brands, but their intention behind it is like just to get free things or like to grow their own platform. And I feel like you're such a genuine person and you have such a big goal for yourself, you know, really think about that before you apply for something like that. It should be an even exchange of work and content creation. And to your point, like sharing your talents, sharing your personality, like it should be about that, you know? Like there for the brand's growth and like being like behind the brand and I would suggest to like any person, like any person who's trying to become an influencer and wants to work with a brand, buy an outfit from them and take a bomb photo and show them what you got before you just message them and ask for free stuff. Because I feel like it does happen more. That's something people don't talk about. And I'm sure it happens to every small brand, but it's like people can see through if you're just asking for free stuff from your copying, pasting and going through, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Tip for people. 
no, a hundred percent. It definitely, it definitely happens all the time. And I think it has to be like a, a fair exchange going back and forth, but, um, okay. Last question for you. So what would you say either personally, professionally, what are you the most excited about right now? I'm trying to think, um, I would say like personally, I'm really excited in like a year or so, hopefully to get a house with my boyfriend. And then professionally, I would say I'm just excited for, um, the growth and I have, some big plans and visions for the coming year. So I'm really excited for that. Awesome. That's so cool. Ooh, do you want to buy a house? Like you want to stay around like where you guys are? Um, I think we'll stay in Utah. Yeah. But <laughs> my dream is California one day. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So plug your social media handles. Where can everybody find you? Okay. So Tasteful World is Tasteful World, at Tasteful World, and then mine is at Tara Kiana. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Tara, hang tight. Everybody else, I will be back in just a minute with EDM News. All right, you guys. I really hope you enjoyed that episode with Tara. Uh, thank you again so much, Tara, for coming on this week. It was so much fun recording with her and getting to know her. Honestly, again, this is why I love doing this. I feel like it just makes me feel so much better to know the people behind the companies that I already like. It makes me want to support them more. And you just have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. And her journey has been incredible. It just goes to show how much hard work goes into these companies that you all of a sudden see are doing well. Same thing for people like overnight successes. You think that they just came out of nowhere and like they had this one single drop and now they blew up, but there's really been so much hard work going on behind the scenes and so many hours and it took a lot of dedication. So I'm super proud of where Tara is at now. Um, I love how she's pivoted her company with everything going on with COVID and still came out on the other side. So Definitely go show her some love and support. Again, it's at Tasteful Girls on Instagram and thetastefulgirl.com if you guys want to shop anything from her shop. So I think that's all I have for Tara. Um, I'm going to get into my EDM news and then my songs of the week. And then we'll wrap this whole thing up. How does that sound, you guys? Alrighty. So the first thing I kind of have to start with here and I'm going to spend some time on is EDC Las Vegas. So by the time this comes out, uh, the tickets already went on sale and are completely sold out, which is not surprising because this is basically a resale. The tickets for 2020 already were on sale. And obviously there was the announcement that it was canceled this year and it's going to be back at the original dates in May 2021. So people had the option to either carry over their tickets or you guys could have requested a refund. I'm pretty sure you can still do that. Um, and then last Thursday, they put whatever remaining tickets were on sale, they made them available. So those went quick. Obviously, we knew that was all going to happen. I think a lot of people chose to keep their tickets anyway. Obviously, that's like the safe, safest option. Um, but I know like camping and I'm sure everything else is sold out right now. Do not panic, you guys. I did not buy tickets. I'm going to make that clear. My friends and I talked about it. We really, really want to go. We wanted to do um, VIP again, but at this point, I'm not comfortable comfortable buying any tickets for 2021. I'm personally going to probably wait until like January of next year to make any purchases just because I want to see like what's going to happen with the whole COVID situation. And like, I want to put positive thoughts out there in the world. I 100% think EDC Las Vegas is going to happen in 2021. I just don't know if it'll happen in May. So that's why I'm going to wait. But um, don't panic. You can still get on the wait list. 
There's so many different ways you can buy tickets, um, whether through trusted friends or family. Um, just make sure it's like a legitimate person you're buying through or a website or through PayPal or something like that. So you guys are protected. You don't want to get scammed with any resale tickets. But um, especially as it gets closer to the event, when we have more information, people's situations change, things come up, they're going to sell their tickets. So when there's a will, there's a way. And if you guys want to make it there, you'll you'll make it there. That's how I'm feeling right now too. <laughs> I will find a way at some point. But I'm um, very exciting. I love EDC. It's my favorite festival. So we'll, we'll see it happen in 2021. Uh, quickly, I wanted to talk about uh, a drive-in rave that got shut down. This was the uh, No Parking on the Dance Floor show that Subtronics was headlining in Houston. I think it was last week or two weeks ago at this point. But essentially, I knew a couple people who were going. From what I heard, the line to get in was like a huge wait. And there is no real announcement, I don't believe, as to why the event was canceled, but it was basically shut down by local authorities. So this article from EDM Identity says in the lead up to the show, Disco Donnie, who was putting on the event and the DDP crew explicitly stated that attendees needed to wear masks and follow guidelines through posts on social media and their event page on Facebook. While the true reason for the cancellation is still not yet to be disclosed, accounts from those in attendance began to surface in regards to attendees not following the rules and guidelines, some even even posting in Disco Donnie's initial thread on Twitter. An hour after the first tweet, Disco Donnie Presents posted an official statement about the cancellation. Our first priority will always be the safety and well-being of our community, it reads, before going on to say that the cause of the shutdown was due to unforeseen circumstances. Additionally, the Disco Don the <laughs> Additionally, Disco Donnie took to Twitter to address the claims that the event was oversold or that, that there was a lack of masks being worn by attendees. So Disco Donnie himself tweeted, The venue wasn't oversold. We turned off the sales way before we even were close to capacity. Other shows there have had way more people. And it wasn't shut down because people weren't wearing masks. So I don't know what happened. I have a, I have friends who were planning to go who were super disappointed. Like they were either waiting in their cars or on their way to the event. And it got canceled before it even kicked off. So that sucks. Who knows? I mean, you guys have seen, I talked about it in last week's episode, the issue that happened at the Chainsmokers show. Maybe local authorities are just cracking down on drive-in raves now because they're seeing people either not pay attention to the rules or they're just like not having it which sucks because all we have right now are drive-in raves. So, and I, again, I'm calling people out. I've seen people on social media at drive-in raves taking pictures with other people, literally like hugging each other and things like that. Like that's not the point. The point is supposed to be social distancing. So I don't know why you're posting pictures, hugging people. I don't know. It's just weird to me. Does that, am I the only one? Am I crazy? <laughs> like stick with your group, stick in your spot. I know it sucks. You want to see people you haven't seen for a long time, but take it from a girl who just had a COVID scare and thought I was positive. I seriously like questioned every single decision I had made up until that point. So just like you got to take the shit seriously. Otherwise, you know, we can't have nice things and all these international shows are happening, but the United States can't get its shit together. Uh, and speaking of more social distancing issues, um, Borges was also in hot water. He had a show in Missouri. Um, and again, videos surfaced on Twitter and things like that. It was at the Lake of the Ozarks. And it was just a huge fucking crowd of people. No one social distancing, no one wearing masks. And yeah, it just puts into question. I tweeted this and I stand by this. Everyone is to blame in that scenario. The people who put on the event, the artists that plays it and the people that go 
all three in combination to me are to blame. Because if you're throwing an event like that, it's your fault. If you're an artist agreeing to play something like this, people are buying tickets and coming to it because of you. So we've seen a lot of artists like backing out of festivals and things like that in the fall because they're saying like, I don't want to be a part of this, which is the responsible thing to do. And then three, attendees buying tickets to an event like that. It's one thing if you think the guidelines are going to be like adhered to, but if you get there and you notice it's a complete shit show, at that point you need to back out because your health and the health of other people is at risk at that point. So I'll get off my soapbox now. Uh, It's just like painful to see because it just makes me realize like shows are going to take forever to come back if we keep this up. So anyway, that's everything for EDM news. Um, Let's get into my songs of the week because I've got some pretty good recommendations for you guys. So IO has a new EP that dropped. It's incredible. It's called The Revolution EP. Uh, I think my favorite single off of it is called Sensation incredible techno track. Uh, I obviously love what he's doing. I'm a big fan of him. So if you guys are into techno, definitely check out Io and check out his new Revolution EP. There were four different tracks on it. I also was really into Blank's new song. Uh, It's called Shadow. I like Blank. I feel like Blank is somebody that's kind of under the radar, but I've seen him live, I think twice at at Ever After and at Izu. I'm pretty sure I saw him. I think that was it. But he's really, really great. Definitely somebody to watch. Um, Some of my favorite artists who do remix albums, um, I love Blank's remixes. I'm pretty sure one of the Elenium songs I was a big fan of. Um, That or Seven Lines. I'm like blanking right now. But he always just kills it with like the remixes and his own songs. So the song Shadow he just came out with, really cool new sound. Um, I really like the drop in it. It's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it as a genre, but it's more upbeat bass, kind of has a drum and bass feel to it, but it's still a little bit dancey. I don't know. I'm a big fan. So definitely check that out. Um, Blank song Shadow. And lastly, this was an interesting collaboration that I did not see coming. Um, It's from Carnage, the Martinez Brothers, and Elderbrook, which I'm not the biggest Carnage fan, but Martinez Brothers and Elderbrook, both incredible artists um, and more like house kind of vibes. So their new song Together, guys, really incredible, more down-tempo house track, very vibey, very unexpected. Um, and I really like the drop in this as as well. It's got a nice build up to it. So definitely check out all three of those tracks, you guys. There's some good stuff out there. Oh, and if you don't already know, every Friday morning I have a playlist. It's called New Music Friday. It's on Spotify. Every Friday I update it with the newest releases in dance music. So follow that playlist on Spotify. You guys will have the latest and greatest every single week. Um, I pick out like my top favorites and put those on my Instagram stories and shout a couple of those out. Um, So yeah, definitely follow the Spotify playlist if you guys want um, new releases every single week in dance music. And I think that's everything for this episode. Wow, we got through it. I feel good. (laughs) I know this is a little all over the place. Thank you guys so much for hanging with me and for rolling with the punches with me. Again, thank you, Tara, for coming on. I really hope you guys enjoyed getting to know her and meeting her through this episode. Um, Lastly, you guys, you know the drill. Um, I really appreciate you guys rating and reviewing on iTunes. Even going that extra mile to write a review is super helpful. Um, It makes this podcast more discoverable on the charts and things like that. And I really appreciate it. 
Um, again, you guys can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Emma Capotis. Uh, you can follow along with us on Instagram and Twitter at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. And lastly, make this your story today. Screenshot it, share it, tag a bitch, tag everybody, tag your mom, tag your dad. <laughs> like send a link to a friend today. Um, and come join the Facebook group. It's an incredible community of people there. It's really been very cool to see you guys interacting with each other. And I just, I love posting all kinds of thoughts in there. So it's really, really fun. So the link will be in this description box if you guys want to join. And I think that's all I have. I hope you guys are staying happy and healthy. I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode, your craziest festival stories. So definitely don't forget to submit any other submissions you guys have. I would love to hear your not suitable for work stories. So definitely send those into raveculturecast at gmail.com. And on that note, you guys, I'm going to leave you here. Thank you so much for watching and I will see you next Wednesday. Bye guys. (laughs) 